Welcome to the Fundraising Elevator, where we're all headed up. This podcast is a production of ElevateNonprofit.com, an online learning platform for fundraising event professionals. We're coming to you today from the studios of the AV department. Please welcome our hosts, Kristen Steele and Samantha Swaim. Welcome to the Fundraising Elevator, where we're all headed up. I'm Kristen Steele, here with Samantha Swaim, and we are... So excited for today's <laughs> guest, Mr. Dale Johannes. Hey, everybody. The How are we doing? Goes, the crowd goes. <laughs> and we are going to talk today about the benefits of a benefit auctioneer. See yes, we there? are. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I think to frame this up, our yeah. conversation today, we want to make sure that folks understand the asset they have when they bring in a benefit auctioneer, and what the relationship between a benefit auctioneer and the organization that they're representing on that stage can look like to really maximize both your fundraising, but also to really maximize the relationships you have in the room. They become an ambassador for your organization in that room with your donors. And we're super interested to pick Dale's brain about how we can do that (laughs) best. But before we do, yeah, Sam, yes, the official intro. All right, are are you ready to hear all? Oh, about this is going to be all about me. Oh, yes. I love this. Yes. Let's see. All right, Dale. Let's see what an, we got. He's an actor, a fundraising host, and an auctioneer. He has been helping nonprofits reach fundraising goals now for over nineteen years. Dale has worked as an actor in New York, then in his field of HIV for twenty five years, while also supporting community based organizations. When he isn't working nationally, helping nonprofits reach their fundraising goals with his company, DC Auctions. Thank you for the plug. (laughs) Through televised virtual or live events, he can be found on the golf course, traveling with his family, or performing at a local theater in Portland, Oregon. We absolutely adore working with you. We feel like you bring just this level of professionalism and experience and just love and gratitude and support to donors. And we say all the time that an organization should spend money on two things for their event. It's not the centerpieces. It's not the flowers. <laughs> it's not the decor. It's good audio and a professional Oh, thank you for both of those things. Yes. Yeah. So my first question to you, Dale, yeah. as we think about that moment when you step on stage as an ambassador for the organization, what is it like to be able to partner with a great nonprofit and step on that stage and have such a profound impact on their fundraising? You know, I'm so lucky to be able to do what I do, right? Because you're supporting these amazing organizations and you're hope- helping them reach their fundraising goals. But when you get up there, it's interesting to me as an actor, right? You get up there and there's always a little bit of butterflies. Um, and I think that's a, somebody asked me that the other day. They were like, do you ever get nervous? Because you're in front of, you know, 100 people, 1,000 people, 2,000 yeah. people. And my answer was, yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, Those butterflies totally. keep you on point. And here's why. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. When I went into this, and how I got into it was kind of interesting. I was doing an event up in Seattle as an MC, and the auctioneer didn't show up. Oh. Right? <laughs> well, here you go. Yeah, right. And, and so I said, everybody, hey, everybody, guess what? I'm your auctioneer tonight. Keep your knees bent. We have no idea how this is going to go. <laughs> and it went really well. And that's how I actually got started as an auctioneer as opposed to an MC, because I had just been an MC for years. And so I had people wanting to book me after that event. They were like, that was, we actually, by the way, we were $80,000 over gold that night. Amazing, amazing. And so people were like, oh, can I have your card? Let's, I want to book you as an auctioneer. And I said, no, no way. I have no idea what I'm doing. And 
it's a big responsibility, right? Because these organizations, they really rely on this money. This is really important. And so I take it very seriously. And when I get up there, by the time I hit the stage, just like I would do for a show that I was in or anything, I've done my homework. Mm. When you hit the stage, those butterflies go away right away if you've done your homework, yeah. if you know what the goal is, if you know what the strategy is, if you know the crowd, right? So you need to really kind of bond with their supporters, their donors, figure out a way that you can relate. Yeah. Um, and so it's exciting when you get up there, especially because here's the other thing. When you're selling cars or cattle, which, by the way, I don't do. That's a right. whole different si- kind of auctioneer, it right? Is. People, when they hear it, they go, oh, you're an auctioneer. I do sell cars or cattle. No, I stay in my lane, right? Uh-huh. I know the benefit world. That's what I'm good at. That's what I want to do. But when you get up there, you have no idea whether anybody will raise a paddle. Right. That's true. Right? And so there's that unknown, and I think there's an excitement always with that unknown. So as opposed to a car auction where people are there to buy a car, and you've got 20 seconds to sell that car, right? This is a little different. You get up there, sell that first package, you have no idea where it's going. Well, and you're not selling the package, really. You're selling the, the nonprofit. You are. And so it's such a different school of auctioneering. Yep. I mean, the commercial auctioneering is on a sort of time clock, like you said, that is a law of averages, assuming that every single person there is there to buy the product yep. you're selling, which is not the case in a benefit auction. You are there selling the nonprofit, and every package is different. Yep. So you're going to have different bidders participating in each package. And relating it back to the organization, like, oh, there's this great vacation that we're selling, but how great is it to go on this vacation while you're supporting the organization? The margaritas just taste better when you know you're supporting the (laughs) organization. So I think that's kind of, you've got to bring everything back to the mission and the organization. I'm wondering if we can sort of tease this apart a little bit, because I do think... Um, I really want to underscore the point of differentiation of a benefit auctioneer. Yes. I know that's something that's becoming more known. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've all been in the nonprofit world long enough to know when a hired gun was a hired gun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and the hired gun was getting up there to jam through, oh. get the numbers, yeah. let's go. And shifting sort of the intention of how you're on stage yeah. and what you're doing on stage. The auction is one piece of that, but... We all know the biggest moneymaker at the event is not the auction, right? Um, That's setting the table for what's to come. Could you talk a little bit about what you as a benefit auctioneer bring to the table, bring to the stage for that moment? Absolutely. And that's such a good differentiation, by the way, because people see cattle auctioneers, car auctioneers, and they just go fast and they just kind of blast through stuff. And that's not what this is about, right? Because you teed it up. Why people are there is to raise their paddle because it's the right thing to do, because it feels good. Mm-hmm. And that's the your benefit auctioneer's main goal, connecting that mission and getting people to understand that I need you to raise your paddle right now because it's the right thing to do, because you want to support this organization, because doesn't it feel good when you're supporting the organization? Yeah. And there, that's why I love having paddles in hands, because it feels good to raise that hand up. Right? It feels good to say, I'm in. I love this organization. I love the work they're doing. And here's my gift. So you just tapped into like five different psychology <laughs> things that I want to actually touch yep, on. Absolutely. Because you just brought a ton of sort of wisdom to the table. So the paddle, the demonstration of raising a paddle taps into Susan Howlett's research about why people give, which is to be seen. Yep. You raise that paddle, it's Absolutely. a way to be recognized. Ego's not bad, y'all. E- ego no. can be good, especially for fundraising. Um, 
also that paddle is a way to be a part of something. And when the whole audience is cheering, you feel like you are in the sort of community of the organization. Yeah. And then you're supporting the mission. So while you're on stage encouraging the support of the mission, you just tapped into all three of the things that are the drivers for why people give. Yeah. The other element, though, that you mentioned is that it feels good. And giving releases oxytocin. It releases cortisol. It literally is like a feel-good bump. And it's interesting to see that we have often worked with organizations all around the country where regionally the West Coast often has different auction culture, giving culture. And oftentimes in the Midwest where we see a hesitancy around paddle raise, there is a humbleness about giving. And I think we can be humble, but when you're not giving people that opportunity to be seen, to be recognized, to be a part of something, to impact your mission, you're also missing that like feel-good moment that people Well, and they're not mutually exclusive. And I think that's the danger, right, is that we'd start – I was joking earlier about ego, but that 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 can be a power for good and that that can look – in a humble way, but also can look as a sign of strength, as a sign of commitment, and also as a sign of leadership in that room as that lead gift or that major donor. You're saying, this is successful. I believe in it. I'm a part of it. Join me. Absolutely. And you capped into something that I think is really good is the, you're a part of something, Mm -hmm. right? That's powerful. And you can feel that energy. When you are up there and you see paddles just flying, there's juice in the room, and everybody wants to be a part of that. And you miss out on that a little bit with other methods of giving, right? With yeah. a get your phone out and make a gift. Right. We don't know if you're checking the weather or if you're making a <laughs> gift, right? You have your phone out. You could be texting your friend. You have no idea. But when you're raising that paddle and you see your friends and everyone at your table also joining in, that feels good. Yeah. And I think that's an important part is you want people to feel good. Yep. My approach always as a benefit auctioneer is I want everyone to leave feeling good. Mm. Whether you get $5, 50, 50,000, I want yeah. everyone to feel good, right? And it does feel good. And that's why we go down to a low level so that we give everybody an opportunity to yeah. show their support. Yep. Well, I think that that is one of the things that you bring to the stage for the nonprofit is that sense of gratitude, that sense of a positive feeling, momentum, but what can the nonprofit bring to yeah. you so oh. that you can show up in the best way possible? Yeah. How can they be a good partner to you? Again, it kind of comes back to doing your homework, right? So I always, a good benefit auctioneer does their homework, right? You can't get up there and not be true to understanding what that mission is. It'll show. Mm-hmm. People will see right mm-hmm. through you, right? You're like, well, I don't think this guy knows what he's doing. Um <laughs> And so I always, uh, I ask the organization to get me a bunch of, I call them sound bites, just one or two lines on what you're doing, right? The impact you've had on the community, where you're going. And a lot of times people want to just be brought back to that, especially yeah. during the yep. appeal, yep. right? And I use it as a couple different ways. And you, you know this, like if you start at a level and you're expecting a, a lot of gifts and you don't get it, what do you do? There's right. that awkward Silence. Which when I I know when I was first a benefit auctioneer, that scares the hell out of you, right? You're like, oh, I think you could drive a train through this moment, right? Uh Now I embrace that. Right. That's a there's a good 
tension there. And there's also it's the an, decision-making moment. It is, you right? You can impact that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love that moment. And there's that moment where you can just let it sit. And if you choose, bring a mission statement in. Mm-hmm. Talk about why we're here. Like I, set, uh, I did an event last week, or uh-huh. Monday, right? And it was a golf tournament. It was tequila tasting, and then it was a, a, a gala, right? Uh-huh. And I think one of the things that really resonated is, look, we, I got up there and I said, we love golf, and we love tequila, but that's not why we're here, mm-hmm. right? We're here because we are supporting this amazing organization that is helping our community and has been doing it for 49 years. That's why we're here tonight. Yeah. And if you just keep bringing it back to why are we really here, we want to have a good time, Right? Events all have to kind of check a lot of boxes. And part of it is you want people to have a good time, yep. right? And you want to talk about the organization and the mission, but why we're here is to support that mission. And now is your time to do that. And that's the feel good moment. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because events are very different in my eyes because I do events East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. And the West Coast model. We just seem better, you know, better results. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I do think there's that moment where you get to do this, and it feels good, and people see you. Um, another reason I, I'm not a big fan of theater seating because you don't get to see the people behind <laughs> you, right? Yeah, yeah. I like rounds and you know yeah. things like that. It's just because you want to become part of that community, and there's an opportunity right there to do that. I want to touch base on, so what what you've brought to the table is really enmeshed in story and you being sort of that extended storyteller on the stage yeah. for the organization. I want to go back to the idea of you not being a hired gun. <laughs> and so when we get to the actual money piece, yeah. there's a partnership you have to have and a strategy you have to have oh. with the organization to yeah. make that go. I think a lot yeah. of people are just like, I don't know, we'll hire let's the see auctioneer. Let's see how it goes. Let's just see how much we make. <laughs> That doesn't work. Right. So can you give us sort of top three, sort of some of those key areas that you're collaborating with the organization on so that when you get up there, yeah, you have a plan. Yeah. Oh, and that's kind of important, yeah. right? So you, first of all, you have to have a strategy, right? And that strategy can be based on what you've seen in past years. Mm-hmm. It can be based on certain uh, foundation gifts that are coming in that you're leveraging, and you guys do this so well. Like, that's why I love working with Swain, right? Because you're set up for success. You get up there. That strategy is really, really clear. Now, that strategy may change totally. over the course of the event, but that strategy is very clear. And I love this as an auctioneer, um, to have a target. Mm-hmm. Something that I know, whether they know the target or not, might be in my mind. I may say the target out loud. We need 20 paddles in the air at the $5,000 right. level, Right. That target is great because it gives a benefit auctioneer room to push Mm -hmm. a little bit and a reason to push. Maybe it's we're going to match every paddle at the $5,000 range, uh, at $5,000 level up to 20 paddles. You just set the bar right there. And then it also gives you a reason to celebrate. Yep, absolutely. And and, uh, the audience loves, oh, here's our target. Right. If we do this, we're going to make $75,000 right here, right now. Can we get there? It's a little bit of a challenge, and they love that. So the strategy is really important. We look at what they've done years prior. We've looked at what their sweet spot is. Like Mm -hmm. knowing their crowd that comes and supports, what's your sweet spot? Is it the $500 level? Is it the $1,000 level? What level is it? And what can we do for those folks who maybe gave $500 to maybe move them up to that $1,000? That's what you guys do so well. (laughs) So we're trying to kind of 
push people up yeah. to the next level. Yeah. Um, and so that strategy is super, super important. All in mind, there's all the logistics during the appeal yep. right. that are just close the bars, right? right? Uh, service off the floor. I call it the pin drop moment, right? Yep. So, And I will stand there until it is quiet. Right. And I have done that, yeah. right? Where you have to just like, this is why we're here. And I really think you're going to want to hear this. And so that's the, there's the logistics around it, you know, about mm-hmm. there's a time to ask for money and there's a time not. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And show flow is super, super important. And that's part of the strategy right there. Yep. Like, when do we have the appeal? Right. Yep. And have has everybody had a little something to eat? Maybe had a couple little drinks, right? So everybody's relaxed at that point. Um, and so all of that comes into play. So no, you don't just hit the stage and go, well, let's see. Who wants to start us off? I'm thinking 5,000. Let's go. That doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it can, but if you have a strategy, you you're your goals are going to be so much higher. It's magic, but in a different way. It's, <laughs> it's fundraising magic that's buoyed by data. Absolutely. A path that can be successful and a relationship between the person on stage and the organization yeah. to make all that happen. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, as an auctioneer, you stay with, like, there's certain organizations that I've done their events yeah. for 12, 13, yeah. 14 years, right? I know their crowd. Yeah. I know yeah. their major donors. Yeah. Um, I, I can call them by name. I can thank them by mm-hmm. name. Um, and I know that they have been invested in this organization for as long as I have, right? And so that learned knowledge, the longer you stay with them, uh, is really it's super valuable. Awesome. We're going to take a quick pause right here to okay. thank some of our amazing partners, and then we will be back All right. with more with Oh, there's Gail so much the to benefit, talk about. About your benefit auctioneer. We'll be right back. Loving the fundraising elevator, but wondering how you can talk to Sam and Kristen? Well, now's your chance to do it. Book one-on-one consulting time with Swain Strategies experts, Sam, Kristen, and Mary, and get all your event questions answered. Our team has you covered on strategic planning, fundraising strategy, storytelling, data tools, and registration support. Get the tools and the help you need to make the most impact at your fundraising event. Book at ElevateNonprofit.com. The link is also in our show notes. All right. Welcome back to the Fundraising Elevator. We're here with the incredible Dale Johannes of DC Auctions, a partner of ours with Elevate and an incredible benefit auctioneer. Thank you. And I have so many questions for you (laughs) because I think that the nonprofit sector often with events, has so much on their plate that they're managing guest management, donor management, the experience of the event, the themes, the committees, the auction packages. But there is this sort of powerful partner that they have in a benefit auctioneer. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the like nuance that you bring to all that planning that's been happening. Because you're kind of the like come in and bring all of the execution to fruition. So um, a lot of what happens at the event doesn't just happen when you hit the stage. And uh, you mentioned before we went to break the importance of knowing the donors and some of the relationships. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about what is that cocktail hour like for you? How do you use that as an opportunity before you hit the stage? And then how does that show up on the stage for you in relationship and execution of the fundraising? It's actually a super important time. Uh, And for a couple of reasons. One, I don't want their crowd to see me for the first time when I'm up there asking them for money. I want 
them to get to know me a little bit, yeah, right? right? And that can happen during the cocktail hour. Maybe I'm making announcements, talking about a silent auction, selling raffle tickets. Right. But when I'm not making announcements, I'm out there meeting people. I will ask the, the development team to say, hey, you know, take me to some of your donors. Introduce me. Especially if it's a new organization, yep. it's super important. Um, because you want to establish a relationship before yeah. you're up there. It's also a time when you've maybe known people from past years where you can say, hey, you know what? You donated your Hawaii house last year. If I can get it up to 20000 can we sell it twice? Mm-hmm. So hear that. They are working the room <laughs> for you, for your benefit, yes. before he, they hit the stage. $40,000. There you go. And I've done that exact thing. Yeah. I did it Monday night at an event where I came up and said, hey, I know you sold your Mexico house in the past. What do you think? You think, what's the number? And she goes, wow, if you can get this to 9000 you can unload it three times. Oh, wow. Where in the past... They've sold it, I think, once at 8000 and we sold it three times. Amazing. So that's the kind of work that you do, right? It's also, um, I did an event recently, and I, it was new, new event to me, and some a very high-end event. I didn't know anyone there. Mm-hmm. And so I started working, and, and you Which know— Which can you, be an opportunity. It's an oppor- It was an opportunity. <laughs> and so I just went around, and, it, it, you know, hey, I'm, I'm Dale. I'm your benefit auctioneer tonight. I'm so nice to meet you. How long have you been with the organization? You know, asking the, the general questions. And I found uh, one gentleman who uh, was a big football fan, mm-hmm. and we had a football package that night. And um, I forgot his name. He told me his name, but I forgot him. But I knew he was a Big Ten fan. He loved the Big Ten conference. So I just called him Big Ten all night long. <laughs> Big Ten raising. Big, there we go, Big Ten. Come on, Big Ten. Let's. And he loved that. Oh, I bet. <laughs> right? And he ended up being one of the biggest donors in the room. Didn't know that. Right? And he, I just, I don't know. He endeared himself to me, and I endeared myself yeah, to him. Yeah. Um, just from that, we had a conversation about football. That's all it was. We connected on something, and we talked about how our football teams out here, the Pac-12 Pac is now the Pac-2, right? And so we just had this long football conversation, and we connected over that. You want to connect with people in some way. Now, you're obviously during cocktail hour. You're not going to get a chance to meet everyone. Right. But when I go to the development director, I'm like, hey, who do you want me to meet? Like, yeah. take me around. Just introduce yeah. me. Um, that's a really valuable time. Which means that your development director should not be running registration. Thank so you that so they much. Are available to do that with your benefit <laughs> so auctioneer. Can I talk? Can I just talk about that for just two seconds? Sure, yes, of course. Please. So, I, development people have an opportunity at an event, and that opportunity is to connect with their donors. Yes. Not to worry about if the entree is coming out on time, and oh, the linens don't look right. Right. You're missing such a huge yep. opportunity yep. there, and unfortunately, many times that's what they're doing. Right. They're worrying about somebody who got the wrong bidder paddle, and they're worrying, oh, so-and-so is not seated with so-and-so. And instead of just, like, enjoying the night, first of all, yeah. you've yep. worked really hard to execute this. Let's have some fun. But also connect with those yep. donors. That You're not going to get that time back. Nope. nope. Right? And maybe you shouldn't be worrying about if the salads are plated right now. That's an event planner's job, and and you're missing an opportunity. So I think that's so important yep. that you brought that up because I just think uh, development directors miss an opportunity if they're out there 
trying to worry about the forks and the knives. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Well, you often talk about when you hit that stage, there's so much more that you are seeing from that stage. Yeah. So um, I have deployed you at events <laughs> to go talk to the donor who likes to surprise us historically. Oh, yeah. And you've gone and nudged up and said, do you have any surprises for us this yeah. evening? And then we've been able to strategize yeah. about that surprise gift. But there are often times where you might know a relationship in the room. You might know some history of the donor in the room. What are the other things that you're looking for besides just that like paddle shooting up the, in the air? What else are you watching in the crowd? Well, it's interesting. When you're up there, you kind of see more. And maybe this is the theater you know, training that <laughs> yeah. I have where yeah. I like kind of see everybody. Perfect example, event that I did two weeks ago. I, I was reading the, the package that was the first live auction package. Yeah. And I saw this gentleman take his card. And I just kind of saw it off the side of my eye. Kind of take his bidder number and slide it over to, I assume it was his wife, right? And I was like, oh, they're they're ready. He's uh-huh. ready. Like, she's ready. And they were eating during this. And I could see her, like, eating. Because I had her in the corner of my eye. I could see her. But I also saw that she had that card. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was ready to go. And so then I looked to her and I was like, I know you're ready to go. You start us off. Where do you want to go? And she loved that. And she threw out a huge high number. And that's where we started. Amazing. Right? So those little, yeah, you're noticing that. Even though folks are, you know, pass the asparagus and raise your paddle right now. Last week I said, okay. We got into a, a, like, it was a war between three or four people on, on a paddle, on a package. And uh, he would always take a sip of wine and then raise his paddle. Uh-huh. It was like a pattern, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, I'm back to you. I was like, I'll tell you what, go ahead and take a sip of that wine. Uh-huh. And then you're going to go. And he did the, He just did mm-hmm. it. He just kept going but because you're having fun, right? Yes. You mentioned that the auction is just, it's a warm-up. Right, it's not your main revenue stream, right? right. It, no, it's, it's, it's a very fun. small percentage of people in the room having that fun so it's, far. But we're but all it's, watching it. But it's fun, yeah. right? It's yep. it's a fun opportunity, and yeah, you're you're supporting an organization, and maybe you're you're going on a trip, or you're having an experience, or whatever. And I think it's an, an important part of the evening. It's not the most important Correct. part, right? And that's where a lot of the fun comes in. Now, if you guys know my style. Uh, people listening, they may not know my style. I tend to not stay on the stage, right? The folks at the AV right. department are like, oh, here he goes. <laughs> they always have like a roaming camera, like we got to watch. But uh, I've tried to stay put, and I just can't. It drives yeah. me. I'm like a caged animal up there, right? Because there's an energy about it. But also, I want to connect with folks. There's no reason for you to stay up there. No. But there, I, look, I've seen tons of benefit auctioneers who stand Except on stage. unless your lighting is really, really good. They, and, and that's they it. You're right. You in right. Way. But even, right. like, yeah, during the auction, I'm going to start there sure. and I'm going to end up out in the audience. Sure. But even during the appeal, I just don't find it super engaging to watch a guy on stage scream out numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. I find it, and this is me, this is not every benefit auctioneer, I find it... Um, when I when I go out there and I and I you know maybe touch their shoulder and say thank you thank you for your gift, yeah. it's just I connect with them better and I also see more paddles go up and oh he's coming yeah. out here right uh-huh. so that's the reason I usually start on stage but I end up out in the audience and there's been stages that have been three feet that I'm jumping up and down all uh-huh. night and I'm like I feel it in my hamstrings the next day but but that's just my style right um, so when you're up there you're looking at a lot of things and you know. Like you mentioned, the the longtime donors, the people who are, they have been with the organization for a long time. And you do have those conversations beforehand. What are you thinking tonight? Here's our levels of giving. Yeah. Where do you see yourself tonight? Um, or 
do you want me to recognize you or your foundation? Because you, you, sometimes right. folks don't want to be recognized by name. Yeah. And I know them. Yeah. Right? And so I always ask, do you, do you want me to recognize you tonight or just want a number or do you want the foundation? And when you have that conversation with them, then you can talk about, well, you were going to give a 20. Do you feel, do you want to start us off? Do you want to be the first paddle on the air at the $40,000 level tonight? So you can have those conversations with them. And that's the, that's the homework, right? Yeah. That's where you get yeah. after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So our fundraisers do so much. <laughs> they do. They wear so yeah. many hats. They, they don't have re- so many things happening. Folks don't realize that, I don't I think. don't think yeah. they always know that. I think also um, it's good sometimes to talk about the opportunities that are being missed yeah. so that f- we call attention to them mm-hmm. um, and so that folks can start to think about them. So yeah. from your vantage point, what are a couple of the biggest opportunities organizations? The are biggest missing? opportunity is not having a strategy. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You called it. I mean, you said like, hey, well, wh- where should we start? Let's just, if you have a strategy and you look back at the historical numbers and the data and you dive into that, your strategy is going to become really clear, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. And then it's the, that moment, that one moment that is the most important part of the night to me. And that is that handoff from the appeal to the ask. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't get that right, you miss out. Yeah. Yep. Right. And that whole night, I tell people, it's the crux of the night. Right. Yeah. That is the moment. And then from there, you're kind of going down the hill. Right. Yep. And that handoff, I've seen it work so well. Yep. And I've seen it. You had them, and you lost it. Mm. Yep. Because unfortunately, then instead of going from like this really powerful appeal video, and then they have somebody speak. And then they hand it to me, and by then, the energy's just down now, right? right? So uh, crafting that handoff is so—I cannot stress it enough. Yep. It is so important because if you get it right, if you're touching people here right. with that moment, you don't want to miss out on it. He says, pointing to his heart for uh-huh. As listening. I'm pointing—that's right. <laughs> I forget about that. Yeah, you, you, you're really—that's the emotional pull. Yeah, you can feel it in the room. Oh, absolutely. We, you know, we've had events where we felt it before we thought we were going to feel it and have yeah. partnered with our benefit auctioneer and said, you need to go now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know that's you've done that to me. I, absolutely. I know that's not exactly the script, but we look at you, you say, this yes, is it. we're in it yeah. and let's go. Yeah. And it's, it's palpable in yeah. a room. Yeah. It's also palpable when it's not. Absolutely. And that's the, yeah. that's, that can be the difference between donors getting on that train saying, my goodness, this feels amazing right now. I'm in. Versus it's late. I've been here a long time. Now you're asking me for money and I'm mad. <laughs> right? Yeah. I actually, I actually attended one event, you're going to love this, where uh, they had a, a beautiful appeal speaker and then the person came on after them and said, wow, that was really emotional. I think we should all take a break right now and catch up. And I went, oh, that train just came off the tracks. You had that moment, right, and you lost it. The other part that you just mentioned is you need to be flexible. Yeah. Stuff happens in events, and you got to go with it. It's Every live event, theater, y'all. It it's is, right? That's theater. what I kind of love yeah. about it, right? Yeah. So something's going to go wrong during the night. It does at every event. You got to keep your knees bent and you got to roll with it. And that also means that your moment when you do the ask may change. Yep. Yeah. Um, perfect example I happened to doing an event in San Francisco with you guys. And our, our appeal speaker was brilliant. Um, and 
she handed it at the perfect time, and the giving in that room was electric. Yeah. Yep, it was on yep. fire. Because that moment was right. Right. Yep. Right? Well, I want to—this is my sweet spot. My happiest <laughs> spot is the strategy. I love this moment. This and is the moment that, that we, that for me, is the most important part the of the evening. Moment. It, it is. It is. It's what we're building everything yep. else for. Absolutely. Yep. So I want to give our listeners a like high level, here's how you do that right. You need a really good story. One person's story. Arc. You don't need to have 100 programs listed. You need a story of impact, one person that's been impacted. There's a lot of research and science behind that. One story can connect so much more to people feeling an emotional connection. Then after we already have the audience connected, you hit the stage and bring that storyteller to the stage because there's this natural sort of momentum that happens that people go, oh my goodness, this is a real person in the room with us. And as that person has the price is right, come on down moment and makes their way to the stage, the audience increases their support. The applause goes up, the energy goes up. And when they hit the stage, I don't care how many times they've been on a stage before, there is a real reaction that happens when they see an audience cheering for them. For them. For them. Yes. It could be sad. It could be excited. It could be nervous. But they have a reaction. And the audience reacts back. Yep. And that energy is so electric in that moment. The only thing that that person needs to say is this work matters I'm here to ask you to give. They don't need to retell their story. We've already told their story. We need a powerful call to action. And then here's where the strategy comes in. You, as you hit the stage and ask paddles to go up, need to know where we're starting with a paddle in the air. If we don't have... (laughs) This is not aspirational, folks. This is not Dale guessing when you hit the stage. Let's, I don't know, let's go for I'm feeling 50 today. How about you? Let's start with 50. Pick a number. (laughs) Because then you've built all this energy that's been growing, growing, growing. And then if no one raises a paddle, the energy crashes. Yes. And you can literally like hear the air suck out of the room, right? Oh, you can. And all of a sudden people cross their arms and lean back and are like, why isn't anyone giving? And it creates this sense Mm -hmm. of distrust. And that's how you started it off. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Pick that back up, right? There you go. If we know that we have a paddle... We start where we have a paddle. We don't start an aspirational goal. We start where we know we already have someone committed. And we like to play into the rule of three, that we have three donors in those top two levels so that we know we are creating momentum. Yeah. And yep. then that that momentum sort of teaches your audience, jump in. It's fun in here. Join in. So from a nonprofit perspective, I think the key is it not just a great story with a great ask, but then also lead gifts that are already seeded. You don't have to have all of your giving seeded, but those three first gifts that you know are going to create momentum in the room, that's when you are able to take that and just run, run with, with it. it. Yeah. Run with it. There's an yep. energy there. You, cre- I mean, absolutely, you nailed it. First of all, um, something that's really important that you said is we show the video it's of one person. That person is in the room. Yeah. That person just poured their heart out, made yeah. themselves very yeah. vulnerable to an entire room. And they get up. And sometimes they talk way too much. It's Unfortunate. True. We just saw your story. We know your story. Thank you for being here. You, they, you're right. They just needed this work. 
is so important, and I'm asking you right now to support this work. Yep. Right. That's it. That's yep. it. Put a bow on it. Yeah. That's it. And then when they hand it to the auctioneer, the auctioneer can't get into these long right. monologues either. No, it's go time. Get to yeah. it. Yep. That's the point where you got to get to it because that moment is fleeting. It's the small. storytelling can be utilized as a tool for you later on to to continue momentum. Oh, absolutely, yeah. To push, to do all those things. But out of the gate, you've got to get the ball rolling in the room. And there's a little window there. Yeah. And if you miss that window, you can feel the energy come right out of the room. Well, and then yeah. your job becomes 10 times as hard, it right? It does. Yeah. And there are some events where you, you feel like you're just pulling, and it's because the strategy was not set up right. Yeah, right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back— Dale is going to tell us a story about some very special socks. Oh, the sock <laughs> and story. And we're also going to take him in the fundraising elevator. There we we'll go. We'll be right back. The fundraising elevator is recorded at the AV department in Portland, Oregon. For years, they've been our trusted partner, delivering exceptional audiovisual production and videography for nonprofits. In 2020, they transformed into a dynamic live streaming studio, producing more than 900 virtual and hybrid events. Now, we embark on an exciting journey together to bring you this podcast. Seeking the best in live events, video production, and live streaming? We proudly recommend our friends at the AV department. Link in the episode description. Well, welcome back to the Fundraising Elevator. Dale, you and I have had a chance to work on lots of fun events together, but we have one that just stands out for me and I want you to share because to me, this is a story that is really about the connection, the connection with the donor that the benefit auctioneer can bring to the stage. Can you tell us about the time that you sold your socks on stage? It's the sock story. Absolutely. So it was an interesting thing that happened out of Nowhere, huh, right? Yeah, Again, yeah. you never know. Live events. It's true. So it was an event that w- was uh, pretty heavy. Uh, it was an organization that uh, deals with um, a lot of issues with abused children. And we were in the middle of the appeal. And I think I was at the $5,000 level. And somebody just walked on up to the stage and said, I like your socks. How much for your socks? <laughs> and I said, well, thank you. I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. <laughs> Uh, and everything stopped in the room. It was mm-hmm. this kind of awkward moment. <clears throat> and I said, well, we're at the $5,000 level, so $5,000 for the socks. And he said, done. And I said, hold my mic. <laughs> and I took my socks off right there, and I handed him the socks. I, by the way, I did the rest of the event in bare feet, uh-huh. and so did the MC. She took her shoes off, and it was, which, which was really great. So the crowd was very like, what's going on? What, what's happening? Went to the next level of giving, which was the $2,500 level, and somebody walked up and said, I like your bow tie. <laughs> Different person. Oh. <laughs> Different person. And I was like, oh, thank you. It's one of my favorites. You know, I always wear bow ties. And how much for your bow tie? And I was like, $2,500. And so I took my bow tie off. And I'm like, okay, where's this where, going, right? Where are we, where are we going here? Because <laughs> I'm going down in money. Right. <laughs> and this is and getting— then, So then I'm at the next level of giving. And again, the crowd's a little, you know, like, what's going on here? And somebody walks up to the stage again and says, I'll give you $1,000 to keep your pants on. And the crowd <laughs> lost <Perfect>. it. <laughs> and, and what it brought in that moment was some levity. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the individual who came up and, and asked to buy my socks, Right. I, I know him now. I know him <laughs> very well. Because I kind of went over afterwards and was like, what was that all about? And he said, it was heavy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was heavy in the room. And we Your needed. Your donors are having an experience as yes. well. Yes. Right? Yeah. 
And it was heavy. And he goes, and I was st- he was sitting right next to the stage, and your socks were so bright. Mm. And so I came up and I did this. And I, I said, thank you. That was, this is a story that will carry on, yeah. right? First of all, every year with this event now, somebody buys my socks. But also, I've told that story at other events, and people buy my socks. So it's become a thing. So much so that I have quite a sock collection now. Do you wear two pair at events now? I don't, but I, I bring a new pair. Yep. <laughs> and they're they're usually a themed pair. Uh-huh. Uh, I got some Star Wars socks, maybe if it's a golf socks. I think today I'm I've got some popsicle socks. I oh, got popsicle socks nice. on. Right. So it just became a vehicle for levity. Um, but it's that story has lived on, hashtag sell your socks off, right? So that's that's what it's been. And again, you go with it. In moments like that, you don't. There's so many things that happen at events, right? That you just don't see coming. Nobody saw that coming. Right. Um, but it's it's kind of a story that has had legs. Well, and what an amazing story that leaves the room with the, that event. We always talk about how do you get yeah. your event out of the room, yeah. right? And your video assets can be a part of that. But also, what's actually happening between people in the room? You're connecting with something folks. something they carry when you connect, when people, you're in a relationship. People yep. come to me and they tell me, I was in the room that night you sold your socks. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment where the entire—it was a large event. There was a yeah. lot of people yeah. in that room. And they all erupted. And I think it was just what— what that moment needed. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to forever send you socks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Became a thing. And you know what's unfortunate is that was one of my best bow ties. Well, you well, said themed socks. I've yeah. seen you in themed bow ties. Oh, yeah. Before we hop in the fundraising yeah. elevator, I want to ask you about when theme shows up in a powerful way for oh, you. Oh, and it's so important. Um, branding an event is so important, and, and you all do it very, very well. Having an event where every t- everywhere you look, whether mm-hmm. it's in the cocktail party, whether it's in the silent auction, online auction, whether it's in the room, where you're brought back to the mission, yep. it's not easy to do, yeah. but it's so powerful, yep. right? It is so powerful to have every time, everywhere you look, you're reminded why you're there. Yep. And maybe that's the story of the appeal speaker, mm-hmm. right? That you don't know why you're seeing this, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, that's why I'm mm-hmm. seeing this in every corner. That's why every raffle has something to do with a certain item or you know whatever. And you're brought back to the mission all night long. And when people leave, they remember, they carry that with them. Yeah. And it's so powerful if it's done right. Mm-hmm. It's some of the surprise and delight that it we is, talk about. Yeah. You know, that it really folks, is. Folks understand they're part of something, they're connected, right? And that their keen powers of observation are paying off. They're like, oh, 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 that's all coming back Because it's interesting because there's there's people in those rooms who know the mission, they know the organization, and then there's a whole slew of people. Who don't. Who don't. Yeah. And it's their first introduction to that organization. Right, and there's an opportunity. Right, organizations wa- always want to grow their their base. Yeah, and there's that opportunity yep. right there. Are you going to be here? That, which is another reason I come back to. I want people to have a good time. That's how events grow. Yeah, yep. they go yeah. tell their friends. I went to this great event. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we did this, this, and this. It was fantastic. You need to come next year. And that's how your event goes. And we've done this, right? We've started with events where you got 35 people in a room. Right. And there's 135. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're booking a 500-person ballroom because your event was fun, because the mission resonated with a lot of people, right? And that's how your event, like, grew. Yeah. And and I love seeing that progress. Yep. Um, And part of that is branding. You've got an opportunity there. Yep. 
Participation yeah. can feel good. Yeah. And you can bring friends. <laughs> um, let's jump in the in the fundraising elevator. Okay. We ask our guests the same two things. First, oh we're going to go up to the okay. pump house. Okay. Where the party is. All right. Talk to us about a great party, fundraising or otherwise, that you've been to, and what made it great. Oh, boy. Because I've done just a few of, of <laughs> just these, a few. right? Um, it comes back. Usually when I think of an event that's successful <laughs> or fun, it's that energy. It's that juice in the room that you can feel. Um, And a lot of it was as we came out of the pandemic and came back to live events when we missed that connection with each other, right? Uh, By the way, uh, events need to be a little shorter now, um, right? Because I think something during the pandemic, we all lost our— Our attention span was way down. But also because we need to give folks time to connect with each other. Yeah. And if we don't give them that time, they'll take that time yeah. right through your event. But there were there was one event in my mind that um, we hadn't had an event for two years, and we were live in a room. And uh, this is an event that's very, it's very emotional. And people were just hugging mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. embracing and glad to be back, seeing each other, but also to hear what how the organization got through this real because this was a really tough time for yeah, nonprofit yeah, organizations absolutely. and how they how they kind of managed that you know really rough time and when it came to the giving it was yeah. crazy yeah but I could tell before we even got to totally. the ask. Yeah, energy the in the room, there. Yeah. and they teed it up. Nobody talked too long. If you, if your event's going to go sideways, it's usually because somebody's going to talk like way too long. Right. Everybody got up. They got to the point, and we knew that we needed to give people time to connect. They had connected already, and we were just fired up and ready to go. So that electricity uh, in the room, just because one, we hadn't seen each other, but also we we knew that this was a crowd. That it was many of our events are like family. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a reunion you, element to it. You do an event where literally it's like a neighborhood. Like yeah. there's one event that I do with you guys, and it's like, well, this is one street that yeah. they all come, right? <laughs> and oh, they're going to have a potluck at their house. And and that's what a lot of these events are. It's family. It's a reunion. And and that's it. You know, that's pretty magical when that happens. Yeah. 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 So if we get back in the elevator and go down to the boiler room all right, where all go. the tools are, what's yes. a tool you think every fundraiser should have in their toolbox? Oh, there's many. Um, one is uh, working with a really good event planner, right? Because you, you got to have a strategy. We've talked about that a million times. Don't fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> have a strategy. Uh, two, me, I come from the theatrical world where yeah. if I have a nightmare right now, it's usually I'm on stage. I don't know my lines. Right. I have a costume yeah. change, but I don't know where my costume is, right? And that's my nightmare. So my nightmare as an auctioneer is not being prepared. Yep. You've got to do your homework when you yeah. get up there. Uh, if you don't, it will show, and people will see right through you, right? So have a really clear run of show. Again, that the run of show is really important. I mean, I don't think people really value the timing mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this briefly, like there's a time to start and a time not to start, and there's a time to Put your appeal out there, and there's a time not to do that. And um, there's also a time to end. Oh, there <laughs> sure is. And a lot of times the crowd decides that for you. It's true. Yes, right? it's true. Um, and so I think having a really clear strategy run a show is the best tool 
uh, anybody can give you. I also, I have a team that comes with me, right? And that is an important tool for me. Yeah. My bid assistants, the clerk that I use, that's, they, they have my back. Yep. And uh, I think folks sometimes don't understand, I can't see the whole room. Right. Yep. And when I'm turned this way and there's people raising that way, that's where my bid assistants and I have a great team yeah. of bid assistants that have my back. They keep the energy going, right? They're up there. They're having, they got a big smile on They're their face. They're creating relationships on the floor. Oh, absolutely yeah. they yeah. are. And it's so funny because I've had people who come to events and be like, I just loved watching your bid assistants. They were having such a good time. And I was like, if they're having a good time, you're going to have a good time. Right. Yep. Right? And so I think having a really good team, um, a clerk is a really important really part important. of it. Really important. That's your money. And if you if miss you a number, yeah, that's money you just missed. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, I have a really good clerk who happens to be my wife, right? So she comes in and she, she knows my, my pattern. She knows yeah. my chant. She knows I go very fast. Um, just because I think, especially when you get to lower levels of giving, it's not super engaging to watch some you know guy read off 240 numbers, right? <laughs> so I go a little, I go faster than I would say other benefit auctioneers, and so you really need a clerk that's that's focused, not looking at me, look right. down, yep. right? Yeah. Um, headsets, so they have just my mic. All of those little tools are yep. so important, and even events that I've gone to, <laughs> I'll tell you guys a quick story. I did an event in California. It was a 2,000-person event, and it was outdoors, and I couldn't see the back of the room. Good luck, Dale. I know. <laughs> there we go, right? And so I'm like, all right, there's an opportunity right here. And my wife was just an attendee. She was just attending that night. And uh, the people who were clerking for me were going to do it on an iPad. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know, right? Oh, you know no. where this is going. Oh, and no. I said, well, first of all, I go really Fast, and they said, we, we got this. Don't worry about it. We got it. And I was like, and it's four numbers, Ooh, not yeah, three. That's right. 2,000 right. right? people. So there you go. yeah. you're going to add another mm-hmm. number in there. Oh, we've done this. And, and I was like, oh boy. And you, I, you really have to trust your team. Sure. Yeah. It was new. And I went, oh, and I looked at my wife and I said, honey, you're going to work. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm, I really need you just to be a backup. Yeah. Right? The person with the iPad quit after five minutes. She said, he's going too fast. I can't do this. Oh, <laughs> quit. Oh, that's all the money. Yeah. Oh. My wife didn't miss a number. Right. Right. She knew it was coming. She knew the chant. She knew the pattern. And she was ready to go. And so I think having a team that knows you and that you trust is super important. Yep. And yeah. I'm, I'm just very fortunate to have a really good team. Well, and I think, too, for our for our development professionals, the benefit auctioneer becomes part of your team. Oh, absolutely. Right? They're, you're that extension in the room. And so really yeah. choosing that partnership, choosing that partnership one. Yes. <laughs> well, you calling a it a partnership. Yeah, exactly. Just saying that I feel like I'm partnering with these organizations. Yeah. And some yeah. people, and you brought this up, it's like, oh, here's a hired gun. He's just going to come in and he's going to sell a few things. And I, it's a partnership. Well, if you see it that way as the organization, you've limited yeah. What you have oh, the potential to right. do together, yeah. I think, in a lot. And you're of not ways. getting the. I mean, you're hiring somebody to come in. Why not get the full bucket right there? Right, get the full meal deal, the happy meal. Don't just think, oh, he's going to come in and sell a few things. Let's partner. Yeah. Let's talk yep. about what the strategy is. Let's yep. talk about ideas that you have because that's one thing as a benefit auctioneer. You do multiple events. You see what works and right. what doesn't. Yeah. I also know if we're going to do a live auction. What's hot right now and what's yeah. not hot right now? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you don't want to lead with this in right. your auction, <laughs> right? Because I know right now people people don't want stuff anymore. Right. They want experiences. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
So maybe starting it off with a quilt isn't the best idea. Right. You know? Uh, and so there's that, you know, the consultation part, which is really important as well. Yeah. That's part of the partnership. Well, we appreciate you as a partner because you are able to bring our vision and strategy to life every time. And we want to thank you for being on the fundraising elevator with us. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It's my first podcast. Oh, well, well, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous going into this. Nothing to be nervous. You have so much wisdom to share. And we look forward to having you back sometime so that you can share even more insights about trends, tips, what's happening. But I hope you have some fun holiday plans ahead, and we appreciate you being here. If folks want to get a hold of you, if folks want to know how to engage DC Auctions, how do they find you? Oh, it's so easy. So the website is just dc-auctions.com. Great. Easy peasy. Um, they can email me. I'm going to give out my email address it. right here. Great. It's my You're name, Dale Johannes at Gmail. That's it. D A L E J O H A N N two N's E S at Gmail. Love it. We Super are going to put so be in the your show email notes. in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, we'll add your reel to the end of this video too, so yeah. that people can see you in action. Yeah. And um, I hope that you have an opportunity to partner with a lot more organizations because. When you hit that stage, you bring them the money, and that's just so valuable. So I so appreciate thank that. You. I love what I'm, I mean, how fortunate are we to get to do what we yeah. do? It's a privilege. It it's is pretty a privilege. Great. Yeah. Thank Dale, you. You're awesome. Thanks thank for being here. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday. This is fun. You too. The Fundraising Elevator is produced in partnership with Swaim Strategies at the studios of the AV department. The program is produced by April Clark and directed by Steve Osborne with audio engineering and original music by Dwayne Anderson and Heidi Christensen. Video production by Chris Peterson, Whitney Gomes, and Nathan Bouquet. Video editing by Steve Osborne. Graphic design by Pendulum Creative Group and support from Sophia Keller, John Lyles, and Andy Dowsett. together. Our online learning platform for fundraising events has webinars, workshops, downloadable tools, and more designed to save you time and stress when planning your next event. We're getting nonprofit, development, and event planning professionals the tools and ideas they need to create events that inspire donors and raise more money. So join us at elevatenonprofit.com. The link is also in our show notes.